You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. This week on South Bend Beat, Living Day from Mad Bull Barbecue. This one was great. They have a great story. Um, the food looks fantastic. I haven't had it yet, but as soon as they left, I got on the books for an event. It it looks absolutely phenomenal. And when you hear the story behind it, the people behind it, it's all the better. They were fantastic. And this episode is brought to you by Martin Supermarkets. Go check them out for groceries. I've been, uh, now that the weather's turning, I've been loading up for the backyard at Martin's. It seems like I stop at the Notre Dame Martin's pretty much every day, and I would change nothing about that. So go check them out. And here's this episode with Live and Day. Enjoy. Living day, what's up? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> so, um, a mutual friend of ours, Leslie Pinson, recommended mm-hmm. that you come on the podcast. I was looking at your website a little bit yesterday and today. That food looks good. Yeah. I mean, I, awesome. how long have you been doing uh, barbecue? Well, how long we've been doing it, it's been a couple of years, like four years. But if you're saying like professionally, like yeah. opening it up to like the public, one year. One year. Yeah. Yes. Before that, it was family and friends who would need like food, need weddings in their backyard. And they knew we knew how to cook. Yep. So it was just like, oh, we'll do it for free. No problem. Plus, we're coming, you know, and then right. it turned into something else. So we'll get into your backgrounds and such, but the question I always like in these situations is at what point did you, whether you went to someone's house or you helped someone out with an event, at what point were you like, all right, this food's good enough to where we should probably try to make money doing it? I would say um, Super Bowl a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The Super Bowl party. Oh my God. The things you forget. Yeah. Yeah, The Super Super Bowl party a couple years ago. Food was phenomenal. And we decided, like, hey, we can, we definitely can do this. So we started just, like, testing out recipes and uh, just doing new things that we, you know, never seen before around here, uh, just testing them out of our house. And uh, we decided to open up uh, finally last year, 4th of July weekend. Yeah, and take it more serious. I mean, people were, like, flipping out at the Super Bowl party. We were like, are you okay? You know, because we just, I don't know, why do you think we're, like, really humble? And, you know, we, yeah, it's good. But these people are like, no, this is, like, do you remember what Great. you made? Um, it was the first time that the island pineapple slaw had come together fully for me because mm-hmm. I had been playing with that for a while. Um, and, you know, you taste something. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. And then people were tasting and were like, what is this? <laughs> like, you know, um, and so I think that and then the mac and cheese had finally come I, together. I mentioned to Jordan before you guys walked in, I was like, I saw some mac and cheese on the website. That looked, that looked <laughs> so it was a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so it would have been the Tom Brady beating the Chiefs. Tom Brady beating Mahomes Super Bowl. So two ago? Yes. Two okay. Ago, yes. Yeah. I got killed on the Chiefs that night. That was so much money. <laughs> but game. It would have been better if I would have had some of your food <laughs> to yeah, console me. To help you, yeah. yeah. To um, comfort you. <laughs> so I wanna we'll get back to the food. I want to talk about your backgrounds a little bit. So where did you both grow up? 
Um, so I'm originally from Michigan City, okay. Indiana, so born and raised. Um, and I've been in South Bend for the last seven to eight years. Yep. yep. I grew up in Niles, um, lived around Midwest, and uh, moved here about six, seven years ago myself. Okay. Moved yeah. back, yeah. Okay. And um, so obviously South Bend now even looks a lot differently than it did probably seven, eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. Back and and uh, up and coming. And the food scene is a big part of that. Um and now you are a big part of that. So what, right now, if someone goes to your website, it's largely, so it's catering. So you're doing events. It could be anything from what, a birthday party up to a wedding? Right, yeah. Um, right now we have some pretty large weddings booked, which is still so crazy to say because I never thought we would be saying that. Yeah. Um, so weddings, but it can be, we've even, we've even done private dinners. Um, so we've gone into Ooh, people's homes with, like you know, that. they have like 10 to 15 people over and we've pretty much set up a buffet in their kitchen islands yeah. and counters that's um, good to know. backyard <laughs> so it doesn't you just and i always say if you're wondering whether we can do something it's best just to like call the office or reach out to us social media email because more than likely we can do it yeah um i don't think i've said no to anybody unless we're booked okay yeah why barbecue I'll let him answer that. I got roped into this, so I will let, I will let him fully answer that. Let's hear it, Dave. Why barbecue? Uh, barbecue has been in my family forever. Um, in the 70s, my grandparents owned a barbecue uh, restaurant in Niles. Um, I grilled out with my uh, parents uh, for all, all these summers during the 90s and 2000s, you know, growing up in, uh, in Niles and um yeah, and I decided to move to Kansas City back in 2015. There we go. I'm a Kansas yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. some good barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, and I just absolutely fell in love. I went out there to reconnect with my uh, biological father. And, uh, yeah, we used to, you know, talk over dinners at, you know, Jack Stack and Gates. Gates, and, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I went out to Arthur Bryant, so I just – Fell in love with it. You know, it's nothing like I've ever seen before. Uh, I remember the first time walking into Jack Stack uh, and just thought, like, wow, I never thought barbecue could look like this. You know, just how elegant it was. It was just amazing. Uh, and that's when, you know, I started, I moved out here and to really see that barbecue I was looking for out there, started doing it at home. And that's when we decided, you know, uh, to do it out here together. What's the well, I decided so right. so, yeah. <laughs> he decided yeah. What would you say is the best barbecue city in the country? Is it Kansas City? Yes. Yeah. As now. I'd agree As now. <laughs> what about a number two? Are you going like Memphis or Texas? So Memphis and Kansas City are kind of the two men and they're they're different, right? right? Like Memphis style and Kansas City style? Yeah. Okay. So you know, Kansas City has everything. Kansas City uh to me has everything. You know, they have the brisket, the pork. Uh, chicken, lamb, turkey. Um, Memphis have uh, great pork. Uh, the the dry ribs, the mm -hmm. dry rub ribs, uh, which I grew up with because my uh, my dad is from uh, Memphis, and okay. that's what we grew up with. Uh, and barbecue up. runs yeah. in your blood. Yes, so looking at your website, it, so it mentions like different techniques mm -hmm. and such for barbecue. Can you speak a little bit about that and what makes your barbecue unique we press no button okay and it's in the thing press no buttons Wood, exactly wow fire in your hands that's it wow. and i think that's how we grew up um and that's not a knock at anybody because we oh, yeah. enjoy barbecue that does come from something that's you know automated mm -hmm. 
things like that. It's just for us, it's a little bit more about like the craft and the labor that goes into it because that's what always made it special. And for us, you just can't get that same quality product. You won't. Um, and you can feel the love and the time that went into that. And so I think for us, at least in this area, that's the big difference um, because it's just wood. It's, you know, yeah. there's no button. We can't leave and let it go overnight. Um, we got to stay there. We're up all night, 12, 15 hours. So when you get a catering from us, it's not, oh, they just threw some meat on the grill. No, these folks have been up yeah. <laughs> for like the last 24 hours to make this event happen for us. Wow. Um, so it's a yeah. lot of time, a lot of love, and we just take it really serious. You know, if it's not perfect, we're not putting it out. Really? Yeah. I, oh, I will, I will. Even after like that amount of time. I will refund yeah. something before yes. we do that. Yeah. So wow. we take it that serious, and I think that's what makes it work because we're on that same wavelength. And if you can find that in a business partner, I think that's like number one yeah. for sure. Yeah. Can you talk to me about High on the Hog? Oh, what, is high on the hog? <laughs> what is high on the hog? What is high on the hog? Right, Sorry, we always like yeah. um, <laughs> so our high on the hog package really celebrates the whole hog smoke. Um, and that is roasting a whole hog or smoking a whole hog. Not only is it largely southern, so we'll start mm-hmm. there. It is largely southern, hear me out, but it's also largely black. Mm-hmm. Before, and we're going like way, way before this, this was not work anyone wanted to do. Mm-hmm. This was the work of a slave at the hand of the big house. Um, And we know that growing up. And as time moved on, it just kind of became embraced by all Southerners. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like a tradition, right? So like my family, my my grandparents, they grew up in Mississippi, Kenton, Mississippi. Um, And even down there, you would get like a hog for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, because it was a cheap way to feed the whole family. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like a jubilee of sort. It was very much celebrational. Um, and we wanted to rework that story, kind of take that negative, you know, yes, there's a dark history there, but how can we use that in celebration of now and how far we've come? And we call it high on the hog because everybody knows what that term means, you mm-hmm. know, and at this point, everybody is eating high on the hog, not yep, just certain right. groups. Um, and that, that's my favorite package. And I, I still remember the <laughs> night we were just sitting and just pillow talking. We both kind of set up and we were like, okay, get a notepad. Let's figure out what that looks like. And normally that's how stuff comes to us anyway. Yeah. So middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and like speaking on the, on the narrative side and the story side, mm-hmm. when I was doing some research for this episode, I was looking at, at your stuff kind of like from my agency brain. So like mm-hmm. if they were to come on as a client, what would I think? Your marketing's very good. And like the, the business side's very good. Like, did you have any kind of, like, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Did you have any kind of business background or is it just, you're just gifted at this? And I know you said you're very humble, but you you are gifted at this. I can tell you, like how, (laughs) what was your background go? Like, did you just go into this and you're like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. And it, and it worked out because usually when, um, usually when either a single person or a couple or even a group get into the food side, the restaurant side, there's some bumps. Maybe the marketing isn't buttoned up right away. Yours is. So I'm just curious as like how that transition went so smoothly. Well, one, it was a requirement I made of him before I decided to come on fully. Okay. Um, And I, I mean, background-wise, we both, we met as servers. So Mm -hmm. let's start there, right? That's so, yes, um, that's how we met each other serving. Um, And, you know, that turned into dating and a family later. So we had the food and restaurant already there. Um, But then as we 
grew up and kind of moved away from the serving fast cash and got like permanent nine to five jobs. Both of us were in banking. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in a corporate scene now in South Bend. So I feel like that also plays to our benefit because we knew ahead of time how things should look, how things should be presented, the feelings you want someone to have when they land on your webpage, when they call a number, when they speak to someone on the phone. I mean, I feel like, I think like just from work experience, that stuff was there. So I remember when he wanted to do this seriously, I was like, okay, but there has to be an investment in photos. There has to yep. be. Yes. Um, and I think, I think a lot of times small businesses, they're like, we'll get to that later. And for a me, hundred, like, absolutely That's not. 100% correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, and because you eat with your eyes, too. Yeah. Right. So that, that always, um, for me, I'm such a picky person. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> um, very picky person. And I will, what will keep me from visiting an establishment, a lot of times are the photos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but if you have great photos and the food looks amazing, oh, I'm there. And so and I your know there's a lot good. of people yeah. like yeah. me. <laughs> so yeah, and that's that's pretty much what it was. No business experience. Nobody in our family really owns businesses other than, you know, his grandfather almost yeah. 43 years ago um, was that barbecue restaurant with him and his wife. So yeah. it's, it's very full circle. And I think that's great motivation for like young professionals that are listening where it's a lot of times, I think I have this idea. I think I want to do the thing. And most of the time, the best advice is we'll go do the thing. Like, just take yeah. the step and do the thing. And, I mean, you're living proof of how well it can go, um, especially at this point. Like, your photos are unbelievable. And, and they're all ours, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. people, yeah. like, oh, oh they think you're, like, take it. Yeah. yeah. So like, stock, stock photo. photo. I was up all morning. But it's a compliment. <laughs> right, it's right. a compliment, though. <laughs> if they think it's a stock photo, it's a... Uh, yeah, it, it it looks fantastic. I, I have a couple, a little bit more specific questions, the barbecue side. Was there anything, so you always enjoyed doing barbecue. You always enjoyed cooking for friends, family. Yeah. Once it went to the like commercial or corporate side where it was a business, was there anything that surprised you? There's still things that surprised Yeah, <laughs> every day. Every day. Um, I don't know. What was, what surprised me the most? I say our first uh, weekend of pop-ups surprised me the most. Ooh. That that was long, say, long weekend. That weekend still gives me nightmares. I, like every time I think about it, I just shiver. It was so rough, and I had never been so exhausted in my life, with the exception of giving birth to my twins. So that so that, that's your no, comparison. That's my comparison. I always thought him, like that weekend is the only thing I can compare it to. No, I didn't top the twins. But it came close. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, do you really want to do this? Like, how bad do you really want this? We even lost a business partner after that. Because so it was one of those weekends. It was one of those weekends where <laughs> yeah. it really tested, are you really ready for this? Because yeah. this is the work, this is what it's going to look like, potentially. Yeah. And it was rough. And it was, that was in St. Joe, Michigan. Yes. Beautiful summer. Day. Beautiful 4th of July. So weekend. was that, <laughs> oh, so it was a 4th of July weekend? 4th of July, 4th of July weekend. In St. Joe. Think about how, We decided you know, to open. Ooh. <laughs> we had to go do that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was rough. But yeah. you made it through, yes, and now uh, a lot of the events and weekends probably seem a little bit easier in comparison. Every time, yeah, every absolutely. Time we do something, it gets a little bit easier, just because you have that experience, and you just we always learn every time around the wheel. We learn something. Let's not do that again. Or yeah. that really worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we have. 
always debrief after every event, no matter how small, if it was 10 people or 150, um, 200 people, we always kind of sit down and be like, okay, what went well, what'd you love, and then what can we never do again, or we have to find out how to tweak that. Love it. Um, another, another part I wanted to ask about looking at your website, um, you're very upfront about using African-American techniques Mm -hmm. and traditions. And, um, I, I think that's very important and being able to celebrate black business and then the history and the story you were able to tell, being able to then turn that into a positive. Is that something that was, um, very intentional from the beginning? Um, and just, Talk about the importance of being able to take, you know, you said you're high on the hog, a dark part of our history and being able to flip that and uh, I guess bring an enjoyment out of it in current day. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a little rough. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we had a conversation just one-to-one, you know, what do we want this? To be what do we want it to represent? Why are we doing this? It never really was about money because we always just I love seeing people eat. Like even if you come to my house, pal, and I'm cooking for you, like if you have ever eaten with me and I've cooked for you, you're gonna be like, girl, stop trying to stuff me. Like, <laughs> like live, don't bring anything else right. over. Um, I don't want anybody getting up making any plates. Um, I'm gonna make everything. I'll bring it to you. Just sit down. And so I've always had that, and I knew we wanted that to come but then we also just thought about our family Mm -hmm. um and we wanted to be intentional with yes there is barbecue and i think sometimes when you say like define american cuisine it kind of leads you to barbecue but if you are willing to actually take a deeper look you actually see that that started inherently with black slaves Mm -hmm. um because it was work that white masters didn't want to do. Nobody wanted to do that work. Um, And those traditions, just like the, you know, um, I think if you go back on our social media, there's actually this really early comment from someone who had an issue that we said, um, we called them collard greens, which we did. And then we like, you know, AKA you might search the internet and you may see black people collard greens. And she took offense with that and messages privately and was like, Actually, they're Southern. You know, I love what you guys do. Love your food. It's amazing. But they're actually Southern. And um, that's when I had to take a step. That was the first time. <laughs> that was the first time things got really. That was the yeah. first time how I knew I was attached. Yeah. And I wanted this. Because yep. I had never gotten so emotionally invoked before. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God we were leaning on people that we trusted with marketing. Because I told them, I'm going to let you handle that. Because right now I'm not equipped to because I'm in my emotions. Yeah. Um, and it's just about educating people about where your food comes from. Because, yes, it is largely Southern. But that those techniques of stewing greens for a long time, that was not done in America prior. Those were brought over from West Africans. And mm-hmm. if you look at West African cuisine, everything, almost everything is some type of stewed dish, um, some type of soup, everything. Um, and also at that time, no one really enjoyed collard greens because they were bitter. Mm-hmm, right. It wasn't a luxurious green. It was like a uh, scraps, you know, we're not going to eat that. Um, and so our ancestors learned, no, you can't do something with this. If you stew it over long periods of time and you're adding things like salt and you're adding parts of the hog to it, it becomes something entirely different. Right. That turned into something Southern 
generations and generations later. Did she know that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I think that's... That didn't stop her from that commenting, no. Um, and thank God, you know, thank you for loving the food. I just have to disagree with you, you know, yeah. until you can tell me that you've actually sat down and taken the time to do the research. You know, then I have a problem with that type of comment. Um, it's just like, would you walk into a Mediterranean restaurant and tell somebody that's not Mediterranean? Yeah, right. Same right. thing, yeah. right? Um, and so I think for us, we knew it was really important. So then it became, we're not just going to do this because we love cooking. We're going to do this because it does represent where we come from, what we've been taught our entire lives. But the, that was taught to them, you know, that my great grandmother's grandmother was owned and she did those type of collard greens for probably her entire life right. cooking for someone else. Um, and that goes back and that came from the West African slave and the things that they brought with them to just feel like they were at home, those little pieces. Um, same thing with why you use okra in the stew, mm-hmm. right? Okra is, if there's nothing else that's essentially West African, it's okra. It's like the connector. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's things like that and our recipes, and it's, it's the reason why we do everything, and it just, it really does. I, I, we get so emotional even now just thinking about it um, because here we are celebrating, and it's fun, but then when we take a step back and think about what we're eating. There's such a history in there. There's storytelling in there. How many times have people eaten greens like this? How many times have you stayed up for hours stewing them and the whole house smells like that? You know, so it, you know, yeah, it, it goes deep. And I think the story is important. Yeah. And you know, whether you're enjoying a catered meal or you're reflecting, I'm sitting there enjoying the catered meal and I'm reflecting on who prepared it and mm-hmm. what went into that and why it was prepared a certain way. I think knowing those stories is powerful and it's a good way to go about it. So I, I like that it's very upfront on the website and that story is told. And again, I love the story of the, the high on the hog. It's uh, and then to separate it from a more serious issue, the marketing is just genius. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, everything about your brand is fantastic. The one part I can't speak to, cause I don't know the story behind it that I was wanting to ask the name. Mad Bull. <laughs> I will let him do that. Day, you going with the name? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came up with the name. Um, it was, I went to one of my favorite restaurants uh, in Kansas City. Had uh, pictures of bulls all over. And I just, and beef is my favorite. I love beef. Pork is cool. You know, poultry is awesome. I'm with you. Beef, yeah. I am a beef guy. <laughs> and I knew that was going to be a part of the name. I bull somewhere in there. And, uh, and, we just started thinking of names to start coming up with uh, ideas for like, you know, how could we uh, put this in our name? And Matt came up because like, you know, we felt like mad geniuses <laughs> coming up with some of the recipes and seasonings uh, that we were coming up with. And uh, we decided to go with Mad Bull, Mad Bull Barbecue. He used to always talk about that when he would talk about barbecue, even before we started doing it, he would always talk about these restaurants and like going in there being a young, you know, person coming up in that imagery of that bull in the wild. Yeah, always stay right. with him. So I always told him, "Oh, you would attach that to a food memory, you know." So it only makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's a very catchy name. And I like, I like it. it. I, I like it. He was giving me names, and I was like, eh, eh. And then he said that one, and I was like, "That's, that's nailed it." That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> How I know, um, especially in the Kansas City area. Um, the sauce, like each place has like their sauce. How how much attention do you pay to? The sauce, like, do you have sauce offerings? I personally, like, when I usually go to a barbecue place, um, I don't pay a ton of attention to the sauce. Right. I, I like the food. Right. Um, but how much do you lean on sauce and, like, having different options, or do you let the food speak for itself? We let the food speak for, speak for itself. Um, 
our food, our meat really doesn't need sauce, yeah. but we yeah, do offer it. Uh, we do have our sweet and tangy sauce, which is kind of like the basic sauce, the house sauce for us. Uh, we do have a spicy jerk sauce. So, you know, instead of doing like a hot barbecue, we went spicy jerk, uh, give it more flavor. Caribbean flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a nice, like, uh, Carolina mustard gold uh, type of sauce. Uh, goes great with pork. Um, what else do we have? And then the bourbon. bourbon. Yes. Which yep. took forever yeah. to Yes, develop. the bourbon took forever. <laughs> we just <laughs> couldn't get, get it right. Yeah. And it just... So the sauces are your own, too. Yeah, so yes, everything is our own. From scratch. So <laughs> let's, let's start there. There is nothing on our menu that's not from scratch, and I mean that wholeheartedly. And yes. I... It's not that I take issue, but I always think, like, if I go in a restaurant and, God forbid, I see, like, a bottle of, like, two baby rays. Or open pits. And that, again, again, let's say that's not a knock, right? Right. Because we still enjoy the food. But to me, it's like, oh, I can do this at home. So I'm paying for a convenience, which we're business owners. We completely get that. But I can do that at home. And it was very important for Mm -hmm. us to just make sure, like, no, everything you're getting is um, and we, we came up with all four sauces, and I would say between the sauces and the mac and cheese recipes, that took the longest. That mac and cheese was like three years in the making, and the bourbon took oh, about God, a year yeah. to figure out because we just really? didn't get it right. Yeah. Every time I did it, <laughs> I was just like, ah, it's missing something, you know, and I was like, ah, it needs to be a little bit more sweeter, but it was a different type of sweet. It wasn't like a deep, rich molasses need. You know, it needed something lighter, um, and so we it just took a while. <laughs> but so, now, yeah, we have all those four. I mean, you know, if you like sauce, great. If you don't, great. Right. You don't, you're not going to need it. But if you want sauce, it's there. And that's from scratch, too. You know, so. That's yeah. unreal. Looking at your website. So, top middle here. This isn't great podcasting, but if you go to their website, top middle, <laughs> what am I looking at? Oh, sure. Um, yes. So, if you're on like the photos, the first one is that's going to be the beef brisket um, that they smoke. So. Yeah, give us the top, these top three play by play. So, go to the website, top three. So, we're starting with the beef brisket. And then we go to fried ribs. Fried ribs. Fried ribs. Fried ribs, which are smoking fried. Those look unbelievable. Those yeah. Those look <laughs> um, Very popular. The, the batter's really light, really crunchy. Um, we've had fried ribs before. We've seen people try to do them. And the one thing I didn't enjoy about them is I always felt like people were trying to use like chicken batter mm-hmm. on pork. And that was a mix match for me. Um, so I told him when I do fried ribs, I wanted to get that same richness, but the pork is already rich. You're gonna like overkill it. Right. You need something light, something flaky, um, to contradict that. And then those are topped with a honey garlic glaze, Oof. um, as well, just to make it really better. Plus, I love anything with garlic, right? And and it works. So yeah, so brisket and fried ribs. And then the last one on top here. Those are the collard greens with smoked turkey. So we don't use oh. pork in the collard greens, and I thought that was important because I know a lot of people. They just don't, you know, mess with pork. I have family members that are like that. And so in my family, always growing up, the ones that did not eat pork, they have, like, aunts who always made the collard greens with some type of turkey byproduct instead. Mm -hmm. Um, The trick is make sure you're using dark meat. I don't mind giving that to you. Just make sure you're using dark meat. Please don't use white meat in there. Um, And so, yeah, those are our collards. So a a few more questions before we wrap up with some funnier ones. Um, there's a last question I have and then two questions we ask everybody. I'll start sure. with the one I have. Um, are there plans for a dine-in? Um, I, I I would imagine, especially I'm now picking up that you're a perfectionist. You like things, <laughs> you, you like things to be a, a certain way yeah. and scaling that to dine-in could be a different issue than yeah. when you're doing catering. So are there plans for dine-in? 
Yes, they are. Okay. Uh, we, we've done a couple of pop-ups already. Mm-hmm. Uh, partnered with the Danny Made to do a couple of pop-ups. Um, but our ultimate goal is to have our own brick and mortar. And that will be down the line. So yeah. however we have to get there is how we get there. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I think if you said, like, what's the end-all, be-all? Well, honestly, just to own something. That's yeah, ours, right. right? We don't really come from um, a family that's rich and not just the family sometimes you even see that like just among the community like yes we have um black entrepreneurs we know that we know them well we're super proud of them but that's not the right every day you know yep. they're almost like an anomaly mm-hmm. um and it's we have two boys so it's just really important even if they don't want to go into the business God, just to see that it was yeah, yeah. Own something yep. that was your parents yeah um not someone else's so i think in the end that's where we want to be awesome so the Two questions we ask everybody. We'll start with this one, and this this could be anywhere. What does a typical day look like for you two? Um, let's say a, a day, a catering day. What does that day look like from beginning to end? Say it's a Saturday and you are doing a graduation. What would that day look like for you? It started the it started that week, but as far as the one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, like that's no lie. Um, Not at all. There is like once I get an order, you know that client's name goes and they get like their own folder and everything that I need for that catering order, everything that I want it to be, what they want it to be, um, kind of gets thrown in there, just kind of like a client intake form. So I usually do like a really in depth conversation with people call in for catering but the cooking process starts 24 hours the night before okay um so we've at least been in the kitchen for a full day before that gets to you um and that's just because everything just when it comes from scratch it just takes longer you Mm -hmm. know like beans they're not beans out of a can i'm starting from dry pinto right so i'm starting from pounds of dry pinto and i'm going to turn them into whiskey pit beans but it's a process to get there um, so yeah, it just starts the night before and then oh, we always call it crunch time when we're in that two hour window and that's when my panic always sets in a little bit <laughs> um, because like Dave may be pulling stuff off or he's like, it still has to rest. I'm like, it's going to have to rest while we're driving. Like, you know? <laughs> um, so like my panic sets in and then we get there, we're all smiles. You'll never know that I've been right. panicking like all morning. Um, and then we leave and we get in the car and we're just like, Travel three miles because my mother-in-law keeps them, and or somebody, or you know, <laughs> someone in our family has the twins. The twins are doing something, and they know like mommy and daddy have barbecue business, right. and if that's the reason why you guys haven't seen us in two days, you know, they they kind of are aware. They're five, but they're very much aware. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question that we ask everybody: um, advice you would have let's say for, it doesn't even have to be in the food industry. Let's just say young, young entrepreneurs or young, young black entrepreneurs as well. Like what advice would you give on kind of what we spoke about earlier? Like if there's a, a thing that you think you could succeed at, maybe like the best, the best advice is to just do it. Do you have any advice to surround that on what you think would be helpful? I would definitely say invest in yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, invest in yourself. Uh, our early investments have definitely paid off. Like with the marketing, uh, way paid off. <laughs> way paid off. Best right. investment we made, Ever. hands down. You say that. So marketing was your best investment. Yeah, I'm a marketing guy, so <laughs> oh, you yeah, can, so you, can you can repeat it if you want. You can repeat it. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Because I didn't know what you were gonna say. That was between making a business plan was gonna be my first yeah. plan. 
Make sure you have a business plan because we did. That would, and that's often overlooked. Right. And that's overlooked. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you have a business plan because sometimes we refer back to that and we'll be like, man, this is trash. We need to scrap all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so much has changed. Um, and we try to, you know, we say we have a goal of updating that every year. Um, and so we're trying to update that this year. We've been so busy. Um, but then, yeah, just I always say, like, make sure when you look at your stuff, if it, ask yourself, would you buy it? So look at what you're I like charging. That. And then I like that. Look at the photo you've taken. Look at the social media posts, the words behind the posts, even down to the hashtags that you're using. Would you buy it or would you just keep scrolling? Yeah, you know? that's great advice. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I feel like that's great offers. Definitely. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, another thing that popped in my mind I wanted to ask you about. Would you agree that it's important to price yourself to your worth rather than saying like, I just want people to do this and I like charging what it's worth. Like in your case, this could be a week long for sure. A 24 hour long process. Like you need to price yourself accordingly to make it worth your time. Um, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs run into the issue of like, well, if, if I'm not the cheapest option, people won't, won't come to it. So did you find it? Did you ever battle with that? Or did you know, like from the beginning, we have worth putting this much time into it. We then need to price accordingly. Or did you work up to that? Because well. <laughs> I struggled with that as well for a long time. And it was like, eventually you have to price up. But like in the back of your head early on, you're like, well, we just want people to order. You know? Right. We have two different answers. Right. So I'll get, I know we have two. This is one of you, talk. we need to raise the prices. And the other one is. Bingo. Okay. We, yeah. have this we have this conversation with like the Haunted Hounds guy. Hi, Alon. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Tim. Hi, Austin. Um, Hey, Christina. We love them. Um, But we've had this conversation with them, and Day and I just have two thoughts. So me, every time Day's like, man, this this is high. Look how much I spent. Like, we got to do something with the pricing. I'm like, but why? Like, it's already, like, up, you know, and and I get it. Like, I get it from a business standpoint that, okay, do you want to be in the hole? Like, do you want to walk away with nothing on this? And trust me, there have been events we have catered and we walked away with very little very little um after everything but i always just i think of it from a customer standpoint and so that's probably the customers the years of customer service working with clients making clients happy the clients always make sense coming from that world that kicks in very strong for me and then it's up against the business owner and me that okay well do you want to be working a nine to five and this for the rest of your life um, you're gonna have to do something, right? Yeah. Um, so that's my thought. I struggle with it a lot. If it if it helps, before we get to your side of it, if it helps, I went in looking at like basically your website, your social media, with a completely blank slate. Like I had no preconceived notions, anything. And I looked at it, and like in my mind, I was like, I would for sure pay a premium for this, like a hundred, a hundred percent. So if that if that helps squash some of the fears. Like it, it wouldn't even be a process because you can see that it's made with intention. It's made with love. Um, so if, if that helps, so you, it sounds like you are the let's raise the price side. Absolutely. Okay. I sit back and look at it and like, you know, we use prime ingredients. Like mm-hmm. uh, we don't use any ingredients that's you know crap at all. Like uh, nothing's, all the, frozen. nothing's frozen. Everything's fresh. Uh, we use everything uh, high grade uh, meat, um, high grade cheese, high grade cheese, cheese, cheese. no like, buttons, so yeah, everything's no done. buttons. Wood, uh, so <laughs> a lot of our time, yes, a lot of our time. You know, like you said, like we start a week <laughs> prior. Uh, you know, we're up overnight cooking and you know smoking, so definitely price accordingly. Okay, he's just easy. I think he just has it easy. 
I always say because I don't you're not on the phone with people. Yeah. So you know, right now. So he doesn't have to be the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting. I honestly, say I think I'm getting better with it, but it was really hard in the beginning, and that's when because I was even shocked that people were like ordering, and I was, you know, so you're just like getting over that, and then now being a year into it, you know, I do know that it's really good food. And so I just, I'm a people pleaser and that's a problem. It, it always has been a problem. And even if, <laughs> even if you can go in with a mindset on like the next, the next couple, I'm, I'm going to call maybe we'll lose them. Maybe they won't want to do it. Mm-hmm. But if they say yes, and then you kind of have a new price point. And that's what happens mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm always like, oh, really? You're going to have to pay great. Because that's yeah. where I wanted to be at. So I'm not going to argue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap up with a few fun questions. Um, have either of you been stuck on an elevator? Yes. I have not. It's my worst fear. <laughs> me. All right. So you say it's your worst fear, it but is. let me ask you this. Do you ride elevators? Yeah, but every time I get into them, I'm, I'm looking at the buttons. I'm always looking at like how old is the elevator. Um, and if it's really old, I'll take the stairs. So I do. I don't ride them at all. You don't ride them at all? <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. What I guess something was on the 80th floor. Like, what if you were in Chicago and it was like on the 80th I floor? I moved here from New York and I worked on the 13th floor and I did the stairs every day. Oh, and right. wow. <laughs> 80th floor, new job. <laughs> but I guess also in, in your business, um, like if you're transporting, say, food to an office party, you kind of have to ride elevators, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. yeah. And often service elevators, there's no way I Oh my do God, that. those are the worst. <laughs> no way those I do are that. so scary. How many times have you been stuck? Just once? Just once. Did you, were you okay? Oh, yeah. It you was, didn't care? A uh, little bit. You know, I was kind of creeped out. It was like 3 a.m. in uh, oh, Milwaukee, my. 16th floor. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That'd be a wrap <laughs> for me. <laughs> How long were you stuck? Uh, we were stuck for, uh, I want to say, about 40 minutes. See? Yeah. Did your cell phone work? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, if it worked. wouldn't have worked, would you have been a little bit more freaked out? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah, been like, on the phone praying with somebody. Like, yeah. call, call the pastor. <laughs> somebody has to talk to me. Jesus has to get me through this. Yeah. I would freak out. I guess it was stuff for a while, you know, like uh, firefighters came, uh, opened oh. the doors, pulled us all out. So, really? Yes. Oh my goodness. We have to talk about this in the car. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Would, um, let's see. Let's do. Um, so, I'm going to have. You answer first, Liv, and then you will answer day. Okay. All right. So no, uh, you can't slowly the answer. Is it okay for a guy to use a gift card on his first date? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Usually, usually we do. Actually, usually the the women are like, yeah, for sure. And some of the guys are like, yeah, I don't know. But I'm like, if anything, that's showing you're just good with money. You're using a <laughs> gift card on the first date. Look, we've been in the restaurant business, so if you're going to use your gift card on me, awesome. Yeah. You know? Or a, group, or a Groupon? <laughs> like, a Groupon? I love a good meal, so if I got a gift card somewhere, I'm going to save that for my <laughs> Would um Would you rather, for the rest of your life, you have a full-time chef, masseuse, chauffeur? I'm guessing you don't need the chef, or maybe you would want the chef, so you don't have to cook. But chef, mousse, uh, masseuse, or chauffeur, what would you choose? I would say the masseuse um, because I actually am flat-footed. Me too, so flat. So <laughs> 9.8 on the machine. Yeah, so if you can imagine every time we do an event, I am in excruciating oh. pain. And everyone's like, well, you got to get that figured out. Like, you can't be this messed up after doing Do you have something. any, like, custom insoles? No. And I have some links I can send you. You need to do that. You need to go see, like, a North, you know, get your feet figured out. Um, And it's just my right. It's just my right. And it, like, I'm pretty much out of commission, so... 
Now, I I would take the masseuse, someone who's always there yeah. to try to like get me back to a state of like, okay, you won't limp. You're gonna limp, but it, it'll be manageable. <laughs> gonna limp, limping. but not not that bad of a limp. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, I'm always limping after an event, and he's my masseuse right now. So, <laughs> so what would you take? Uh, chef, easily. Yeah, yeah, really? we're, yeah. We're always cooking, and you know, we do have kids, so we got yeah. for kids. So obviously, <laughs> obviously, you're both fans of barbecue. What food do you like outside of barbecue? Mexican. Okay. I am a Chicago style deep dish pizza guy. There we go. <laughs> All right. Boom. Yeah. I, like, I mean, it's not that I don't like deep dish, but it's like every time we go to Chicago, we can't get anything else. That's what he wants to do for dinner. I mean, even like on anniversaries, I'm like, I'm not eating pizza. We're going somewhere so else. we have. <laughs> I'm gonna shout out a friend of the podcast and one of our clients. First of all, I will shout out our main sponsor, Martin Supermarkets. You're awesome. And then I'm also going to give a quick shout out. Have you tried Mimo's Pizza? Yes. In Mishawaka. Our guy, Blake, he has deep dish. Like, it's, he calls it the stuffed pizza, but it's the same thing. Give it a shot. It's pretty good. Definitely, definitely. A lot of cheese. (laughs) It's a lot of cheese. Um, Let's do, would you rather be stuck in Jurassic Park or Jumanji? That's really hard. You know what? I'm going to say Jurassic Park um, because Jumanji just reminds me of a Ouija board. And I grew up in a very faith-based household. So Ouija boards are no-go. That Anything that looks like a Ouija board, mimics a Ouija board, that's a hard no. That's, that would get slapped upside the head by your grandmother. Me too. Me too. So I, um, I, I look, it's funny story behind that too. In elementary, I had a friend who parents were, they were a little wacky, but they were super cool. I still love them to this day. Shut, what up, Kelly? Um, and they, it was Halloween and it was a girl sleepover and there was a Ouija board and it was like me and we had to be like third, fourth grade. And I remember like, I felt like I shouldn't be doing this. My mom would be really upset and it was just kind of fun. But I actually got scared and couldn't go to sleep. And then I called my mom and she's like, well, why can't you go to sleep? And I was like, because I played with the Ouija board. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> you know, so that goes deep for me. I cannot. Like, no, no, nothing that looks or mimics. It has to be Jurassic Park. I'll hide in a tree. <laughs> like, or something, because I can't do that. How about you, Dad? Uh, Jurassic Park. Jumanji has way too many surprises for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park, you like, I feel like there's a handful of dinosaurs I need to keep an eye out for. Exactly. Jumanji. Yeah, you right. feel like a little treehouse. Or... Plus, in real life, you know, raptors were like this big. They make them look huge in Jurassic Park. In real life, they were really? they were little fellas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if you believe that. the fossils, I don't know. <laughs> um, let's do one more. Are you basketball fans? Yes. Okay. So... This will be the second to last one. Um, March Madness. You're familiar with March Madness. One seeds versus 16 seeds. If all the one seeds win, you get a million dollars. But if one of the 16 seeds win, you can never eat barbecue again. Would you take the bet? He's not yes. his head yet. As long as Virginia's not playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah shot at Virginia. I yeah, I take the bet. You take the bet? I okay. Take the bet, yeah. And then the sure. last one, this one, this one is you really have to think on this one. Who would win in a fight? A toddler with a Navy SEAL's brain or a Navy SEAL with a toddler's brain? I would say a toddler with a Navy yeah. SEAL's yep. brain. Yep. So you're taking Same. brain over brawn. We have two five-year-olds, <laughs> twin fraternal boys. And, and if you put a Navy SEAL's brain in them, I can yes. imagine. Yeah. Yes. They would, uh, would be out 
they would outdo us. They already give us a run for our money. So if they already have some type of super brain, I would probably go into hiding. Yes. Super brain. Yes, they are. I mean, our boys are, they're, they're just, they're already something else. I couldn't right. imagine them having a name brain. I'd be like, we're done. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. You raise yourself. Yeah. Right, right, raise yourself. You yeah, know? you have a Navy brain. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, before we let you go, plug away. Tell people if they want to do an event, um, if they want to find your website, social media, plug away and let people know where they can find you. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, at Mabel Barbecue. Give us a follow or a like. Um, if you're looking for an event, I want to tell everybody, all of our Saturdays in May are taken. I'm so sorry. So we're booking for <laughs> June right now. Um, and you can either put in a request on MabelBarbecue.com and go to the orders tab. Or you can give us a call at 574-549-5331. You are more than likely to talk to me, so I can't wait to speak with you. Love it. Thank you both for coming by. This was awesome. I can't wait to have some of the barbecue. Uh, You're going to be getting one of those calls from me. So we're good. Awesome. Thanks again. Thanks. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.